This is a Shock Podcast. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to The Art of Beauty. I'm your host, Yasmin, and I know it's been a while. And here at The Art of Beauty, we're talking about all things beauty. The industry, body positivity, confidence, the hottest new releases, and more. I'm super excited to delve deeper into the extensive world that is beauty with you in each episode. First off, I just want to say Selamat Hari Raya to everyone celebrating. I've missed putting out these episodes and I'm so ready to get straight back into it. And I hope everyone's had a good rest over the Raya week and you're ready to take on whatever you had facing you this week. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about just what on earth clean beauty is. Does clean beauty mean that it's safe? The problem of misinformation and essentially if clean beauty is really all that it's marketed to be. We're going to be tackling a lot today and I'm going to try my best to condense it as much as possible. But... I invite you to, as always, be curious and do your own research after you've listened to this episode. So get comfy wherever you are and let's dive straight into it. First off, quick personal anecdote. I probably came across the term clean beauty about four or five years ago. Because of my acne and just how desperate I was, I was exploring literally every avenue possible to get rid of it quickly. And I remember coming across some YouTubers, sorry, can't for the life of me remember who it was. But anyway, they claim that veganism really helped with alleviating their acne issues. And they were using clean vegan skincare as well. And I was like, right, okay, interesting. Let's just see what this is all about. I'm curious. I had never heard about products being quote-unquote clean before and I was like okay so have the products that I've been using been messing with my skin because they're not clean fast forward to a few weeks later and I had bought a bunch of new skincare that were labeled clean non-toxic vegan etc you know I'm trying to get at and guess what it didn't work for me and I was really annoyed by it because I assumed that this was supposed to be the answer right wrong. (laughs) In fact, the core issue was that I simply just wasn't listening to my skin and I just didn't understand what my skin type was because from there, I could have figured out what ingredients would have worked for me. So facial oils, butters, all of that dense stuff was a big no-no and what I actually needed was alpha hydroxy acids and beta hydroxy acids, not necessarily cleaner products. Anyway, I digress. But that was my introduction to clean beauty. And if anything, it got me super confused about what it was all about and why someone like Gwyneth Paltrow gets such polarizing reactions about her wellness and lifestyle brand, Goop. Clean beauty isn't just skincare, right? It's about makeup, body care, hair care, wellness products, literally everything. We're gonna come back to Goop in a bit, but let's just break down what clean beauty is first. So, the definition of clean beauty. There's a reason why if you search clean beauty on YouTube, you get skincare influencers putting the word clean in open inverted commas. As Lab Muffin Beauty Science puts it perfectly, clean beauty is one of those concepts that everyone seems to understand, but no one can really agree on an exact definition. It's subjective and ever-changing depending on where you're searching for that definition. For a brand like Goop, it means 
a product that is made without a long list of ingredients linked to harmful health effects, which can range from hormone disruption and cancer to just plain old skin irritation. To name a few of the offenders that they avoid, that would be parabens, PEGs, chemical sunscreens, synthetic fragrance, BHTs, and BHAs. Wait, BHAs? Meaning salicylic acids? Meaning they consider the savior of my acne to be an ingredient linked to harmful health effects? Yeah, no, we can, we can agree to disagree. Sorry, Gwyneth. Because there isn't a set definition on what it is, a brand can claim anything it wants about its supposedly clean, green, sustainable products. And there's absolutely no governing body to fact check it. And because of this, the definition of clean beauty will vary from brand to brand. Ultimately, the term clean beauty is a very feel-good buzzword. And ever since it popped up in beauty spaces, you're getting retailers like Sephora putting their clean stamp of approval on beauty products and essentially deciding for themselves what is clean and what is supposedly not. So, when I first heard of clean beauty and heard about all the ingredients that the brands I was looking at considered a big no-no, obviously I was like, what? And it was so easy to fall into that trap of being scared when you have different brands using terminology like toxic, harmful, and unsafe to deter you from using certain ingredients that they deem as such. In my humble opinion, the term clean beauty as a whole is so vague and there is no concrete meaning to it, honestly. Because we could keep going round and round in circles about which ingredients are harmful and which aren't. The sprawling lists of blacklisted ingredients touted by clean beauty brands are often filled with chemicals that would never be found in cosmetics to begin with. Does clean beauty necessarily mean that it's safe? And because of that, is all natural and plant-based automatically considered safe? All in all, safer doesn't always point towards all natural or plant-based. And likewise, not all natural or plant-based products are automatically considered safer. In fact, ingredients such as raw shea butter or unrefined oils can damage the skin more than synthetic chemicals. Like I said earlier, my skin literally despises all these butters and oils. It hates it. In fact, some of the most toxic substances known are 100% all natural. But they're not all safe, right? A person's preference for natural things involves a range of ideas, including the belief that nature is pure and inherently superior to human-made stuff. Any product can claim to be all natural, but the ingredient list doesn't lie. If you don't know what an ingredient is, look it up. So be smart. The important thing is to find what works for your skin without causing irritation or allergic dermatitis. Of course, if you actually do love these natural and clean beauty brands and their products work for you, then that's totally fine. To each their own, right? There are many that are labeled as natural or clean that are genuinely really good. But what I think we can all agree on is that we don't stand the fear-mongering and misinformation aspect of clean beauty and the baseless claims some clean beauty brands put forward because it's just not cool. So many of the key pillars of clean beauty are rooted in misinformation, unfortunately, with the key voices in the movement inciting fear over common and necessary cosmetic ingredients to push products. I'm now going to be busting just a few common clean beauty myths that you may or may not have heard of so that you can get an idea of how bizarre some of these are. First off, 
There's a belief that clean beauty means having chemical-free products. Right off the bat, everyone, the facts are that nothing, I mean nothing, can be chemical-free. Literally everything, including the water you drink, is a chemical. If you hear a product is chemical-free, you're being clowned because there is no such thing as anything being chemical-free. Point blank, period. That's just the facts. Second myth. Clean beauty is all natural. It's pretty much impossible to get all natural makeup or all natural skincare. There are some great natural ingredients that you can use in beauty products, sure. But anything claiming to be 100% natural is misleading. If nothing else, often a natural ingredient has gone through so many changes in production it's honestly just hardly fair to describe it as natural once it's been manufactured for cosmetics. So if you really think about it, at the end of the day, when you get your product, your makeup product, your hair product, your, you know, your skincare product in the bottle, think about the process it takes to actually reach you. The processes that are involved are so incredibly long and complex that by the time it gets to you, it's hardly going to be exactly what it was when it was like extracted out of the coconut that you know that they got it from or the fruit you know just any fruit that they got it from third myth synthetic chemicals have harmful effects on your skin there is nothing inherently dangerous about synthetic ingredients equally there is nothing inherently beneficial about a natural ingredient because you have some that can definitely harm your skin Instead of generalizing, it would be much better to consider each product as an each ingredient for its own merits on an individual basis so you can work out what works for you and what doesn't. So for me, my skin doesn't really like fragrances, so I just stay away from it. But that's because I've spent years using products with fragrances in it and I know what works for me and what doesn't. Last myth. Clean beauty is preservative-free. Preservatives has become a really dirty word in the industry. So let's get this straight. Preservatives are not bad and are actually essential most of the time for safe and effective cosmetics. Any product that contains water, which is honestly a lot of products if you think about it, you know, that's your shampoos, your conditioners, your serums, your toners, your cleansers, literally so many products have water in their ingredient list is at risk of contamination, which is gross, considering that you're going to be putting that all over your skin. And it can cause skin irritation and sometimes life-threatening infections. Preservatives do exactly what is in their name. They preserve the cosmetic product from the time it is made and throughout its use to keep the products that you, the consumer, is using safe. If you see a product with water in it that is labeled preservative-free, I absolutely would not recommend that you go there. In fact, I would I would put the bottle back on the shelf and skedaddle, cause that ain't it. So these are just a few myths I could think of, and I'm sure there are others out there, but I tried to debunk some of it for you. Now, the clean beauty market is set to dominate the $380 billion plus beauty and skincare industry in 2022. It's also estimated to reach $22 billion by 2024. 
Recently, we've also seen the rise of more affordable, clean beauty products because when our routines were put on hold during the pandemic, a lot of consumers started evaluating their lifestyle choices, which I think is perfectly fair enough. I did that as well. Like we talked about in the previous episode, the average consumer became so much more aware about what they were putting onto their skin and what they were putting into their bodies, with some people coming across clean beauty and then concluding that what they were using was damaging their skin within the parameters set by the clean beauty standards. You the consumer, you have the option to search for sulfate and paraben-free products now, for example, while browsing through websites for your products. Now, I'm no expert. I never claim to be. So let's get that straight. But what I encourage you, my fellow listeners, to do is to be smart about the products you're using. Remember that everything is marketed to be sold to you. It's designed to sound amazing to your ears, obviously. But be aware and conscious of the information that's being put forward to you. Because we're becoming more conscious consumers, we need to be careful about the information that's coming our way. Assess what you read and find what suits you. But all I'm going to say is, just to wrap things up, when it comes to clean beauty, don't say I didn't tell you so. Maybe I'm a bit scarred by it all, but I personally gave it a go and I can confidently say that for me, it just didn't work. And it's not a movement that I personally subscribe to. But you make your own decision. But listen to this episode first and then you can make your decision. Anyway, and that's it for today's episode, y'all. Hope you guys feel a bit more woke after this episode and that you've learned maybe another thing or two. Remember, be smart with your purchases and be aware of the information that you are digesting. But yeah, hope everyone's staying safe and hope everyone's staying sane as well. And yeah, catch you soon and sending a ton of love your way wherever you are listening to this. Bye!